things happen that we're, we could never do in our willpower. That's what I really want you to get is, you know, it's supposed to be effortless. You hear Joseph Prince talk about effortless success and effortless living all the time. And, and, uh, and then our design, what we try to do right away, though, is we try to go, yeah, but what do I need to do to do it? Right? And so the, typically we put ourselves right back into, we'll, we'll do something more or do something less. Meaning that stop sinning or do something else more. And none of those work. Right? We can do, how many of you guys have heard this scripture? We can do nothing without him. So you can't grow without him. Because I hear a lot of people, oh, I'm growing spiritually. No, you put yourself into a few works that you feel good about yourself, but they'll run out in two or three years. You know how I know that? Because I've been there. Is we're diligent. A lot of you guys, we're zealous. We'll do anything for him. And what we end up doing is just works of the flesh. We start getting angry and go, this doesn't work. The heck with this. And then we start, then we start uh, um, wondering if this whole thing is actually real. But I'm just trying to show you that all of you know him. All of you see him. All of you hear him right now. You're just not giving yourself enough credit, in my opinion. So um, I was reading this. Uh, we, Barb and I just flew back from a wedding in Houston this morning. And... Um, I was just reading the love code again. I was like, oh, this is exactly it. And here's what he's talking about. Is, uh, the inward state always produces the external state. And it says, you know what, your, your subconscious, I would just call it your spirit, the real you, your heart, your cardia is what uh, it talks about in Greek. It's the real man. It's not your bump, bump, bump heart. Does that make sense? That's not the thunk, the thunk, the thunk. It's that what, uh, what, what's talked about. It says guard your heart with all diligence because out of it is where life flows. So if we want to experience Zoe life in the new covenant, that what we have to do is reprogram the real you, the real heart. Does that make sense? And so here's what he's saying in here, and I think this is why, um, uh, this is why we get frustrated and angry and, and um, uh, things don't work. You know, why, why, why isn't my marriage work? Why don't my finances work? Why doesn't all this work? And what we, I almost see everybody do it, me included, we start doing religious things more, like getting into the word more or... Um, give me some that you guys do. You pray more. And, here, and we're going to talk about prayer at the end because prayer is, this, is sim- such a simple thing. In fact, I think the next couple of weeks I'm going to talk about uh, uh, just healing prayer again. Because I think a lot of times uh, under grace, people don't understand it. I go, do we, do we want to pray? Yeah, we want to pray because he, he does things in conjunction with us. He wants us to participate in his life. So um, we'll talk about that because here, I've been convinced of this always. I don't... See, there's a mystery to this thing. I don't understand it all, but I just know sometimes I pray for people and they're miraculously healed the next time I pray and they're not. I don't know. But uh, the last thing I, d- I, I want you to do is start thinking I don't have enough faith because Jesus never had that requirement on anybody. If you go look, anybody that came to him, that, that came to him with a need and said, hey, help me, what did Jesus do? He helped them. And so it says, if you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father and you've seen the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit in one body, it says, if you've seen him, you've seen the Father's will. So if we can look at Jesus healed everybody that came to him and basically said, help, what's the Father's will? Is it always to heal? That's always to heal. There's my hot mama. She's my Venus. She's my fire. Pure desire. See, it's okay. It's okay, guys. We've we, we got to get these people out of this weirdness in Christianity that they think that's bad. It's like, no, it's good. It's really good. Try it. It's, uh, it's nice. And it's fun, right? So here's what he talks about is, is uh, I think when you, when you really start to get this, I think sometimes we think seeing and hearing God is so, uh, it's too simple. But that's what it says. Don't, don't deny the simplicity that's in Christ. Because here's what I know. When you're in his presence, and we're, we'll do it again a little bit today, um, 
he does the work. He starts to heal your heart. We all know this, right? We all know um, that when you hang out with somebody, it starts to affect you. Does everybody agree with that? Whether it's negative or it's positive, etc. Why? Because our hearts have, have this magnetic field where, and I've told you all that with the healing code and heart math and all these different things. I love it when science confirms the gospel, really, that when you're around somebody negative, it starts to affect your heart. Literally, it starts to unwind your DNA and that you come out of there going, ah, that really just didn't feel good. And then when you're around somebody who's full of joy and life, etc., how do you feel when you come out of it? Good, because it starts to change you. So if you want effortless change, what's, who's the best person we could hang out with? Jesus Christ, because he is love and he is light. And that what this talks about is, uh, it, it, it just reminded me again that Carolyn Leaf, she said, you know, there's no mechanism how we're created. This is just the, the physical part of us again. There's no mechanism how we're created that uh, produces depression, that produces anger, that produces any of these things. It said it's just a lack of light. So when we don't have the, the truth, which is he is truth, he's love, he's light, etc. When we, when basically, when we've believed the wrong thing and it's become something that we can't even control anymore, our heart, our subconscious, guess what? We've got to spend time with him typically for him to unravel it and change it so that is no longer an issue in our life. And that's what the gospel is all about. He goes, you know, if you spend time with me, guess, like we saw in, in Corinthians last week, when you see him as in a mirror, the spirit changes you from glory to glory. It changes you into him. Isn't that beautiful? So how hard is it? And here's what I find. I don't care. Listen, um, I, I think a lot of people misunderstand what I'm trying to say. They're like, well, he doesn't want you to read the Bible. Mm, kind of. Uh, because most of you guys have been reading it 20, 30, 40 years and you're no better off. Because you're reading it through a legalistic lens, not understanding that you're trying to do it through willpower, going, if I read the Bible more, if I have more knowledge about God, then I'm going to start to experience more life. And I just don't believe it. I've never seen it. I just, I've, I've, I've never seen it. You really, you start to, and then you just want to punt the Bible. Now, do I, do I love reading it? Peggy, you were asking me this. I love this Bible, the Mirror Bible. They're asking me, the Mirror Bible by Francois de Troyes. And uh, it's like a partial Bible. He's writing it as we go, but I just love it. So uh, if you're looking for, uh, this is the best translation I've ever read in my life. And so I know some of you guys were taught that the King James is the only translation, but it's not. So... How many of you guys were taught that? This is the only translation. This is the King's version. That's probably the problem. It was the King's version. And so, uh, versus Jesus' version. So anyway, you guys are hating me already. So, but here's what it says. Um, <clears throat> basically, oh, this whole book is so good. He's talking about when you get in his presence, his light starts to shine in your life. I, th I find it interesting. We were just talking about that. When the Navy SEALs, when they literally die underwater, when they come up, you know what they tell them to do? Come back to the light. Come back to the light. Come back to the light. There's no darkness. Get out of the darkness. Come back to light. And they come back to life. It's a fascinating thing to me. But here's what it says. Uh, uh, we get into this vicious cycle of health problems, financial lack, mental poverty, relational strife. These vicious cycles in turn lead us into the eternal states of sadness, frustration, anxiety, despair, loneliness, and rejection, and ultimately failure in everything that matters. And so if we, wanna, if we know that everything we see out here happens from the inside, then we, where we need to spend our time is the inside, in the spirit realm. Does that make sense to you guys? All right, so that being said, I want to show you how simple it is to, uh, uh, to see and hear him. And how many of you guys have practiced this? Practice what? Seeing and hearing him. You're probably going to hell, Bree, because you haven't been to church for a while. Uh, <laughs> she knows I'm messing with her, so. <laughs> go to the, go to the. 
You're speeding to get here? You broke the law? <laughs> what kind of car you have? Oh, you have a Dodge Challenger? It's okay if you're coming to church. He gives you a pass on those. No, I'm just All right, is that, is that true, Dave? You give people a pass if they're going to church? He was a cop. No? <laughs> All right. So, but here's the good news. If you ever do get stopped and they give you a ticket, just know that... He restores everything, all right? So, all right. So here's what he's trying to say. This is Jesus, his, uh, he's with his disciples. The very last thing he's gonna say, and in fact, um, if you, I don't wanna review all of it, but I think we need to hear this over and over and over, repetition. Go back to Jeremiah 31 through 33, because there's some basics in there, and, and Joel talks about when the Spirit's gonna be poured out, etc. But some of the promises, he goes, this is what the new covenant's gonna look like. And it's verified in Hebrews 8 and Hebrews 10. And we all know the part where it says, you know what, their sin and iniquities I'll remember no more, right? So sin's gone. That's the good message that we talk to people. Is like he eradicated sin and now all of you are in Christ. That's the gospel. That's the message. And we don't have to tell people to believe the right thing. We don't have to give them a script. The gospel's simple. It's just simple. Hey, share that with people and they respond. They respond beautifully. They're like, oh, and they start to get sozo. They start, their heart starts to heal. Cool? But in there it says, you will call on me and what? I will answer. So if a covenant means it's unbroken. So if, if you're not seeing and hearing him, I promise you, you are. But you're thinking you're not because of some of the religious teaching. And we're just trying to unravel some of that. Because if he says, if you call on me and I will answer and I will do it speedily, then how, if he says speedily, how fast do you think that is? It's fast, right? Now, how many of you guys have heard like... Uh, Oh, I just remember when I first became a Christian, they're giving me all these rules. They're like, you know what? You need to go in your prayer closet. Like, we, we even did the hour of prayer at midnight and everything. I'm like, what the? This Christian thing. It was so much easier just to go to bed. And uh, this Christian thing's a total drag. And uh, how most of it's taught really is, in my opinion. It's so much easier and better than most people. He's like, I will give to my beloved even when they sleep. So my rec, and he says, joy comes in the morning. So if you don't have joy, what do you want to do? Go to sleep. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, Lord, I'm done with this praying and fasting and staying up all night seeking you. Lord, I'm desperate for you. Listen, if you're desperate for God, you're missing the whole thing. You know, I'm like, I'm hungry and thirsty for you. That means he's a bad parent. Because if my kids are, soon you get six kids, if they're hungry and thirsty, social services goes, you're a bad parent. Yet in Christianity, we think that's normal. Oh, I'm so hungry and thirsty. I'm so righteous. I'm so, no, you just don't understand the gospel. If you're hungry and thirsty, you don't know him because he says, you know what? There will be this unending source like the woman at the well, right? I'm gonna tell you there's a source where it's just unending and you won't thirst anymore if you just participate with me. You don't have to do anything but just drink, right? And he'll give you as much as you're willing to drink. So do, do not be desperate for him. That's the wrong attitude in the new covenant. You, where, I'm gonna go seek him. Where? Right? Unless he was the shepherd that put the sheep, you and I, we were, we were the sheep that were gone astray. You guys all understand that? And that's why they have, I, I find my iPhone app because we can't find Jack most of the time. So he's got to do the stuff for us. So we were the sheep that have gone astray. And that's why he said, who would, who would have a shepherd like this? He would leave the 99 and go find the one that was lost, which is all you and me. And he was ta- telling the Jews, he goes, none of you would do that, but that's how Jesus is. 
he went and put you and I, the sheep that were lost, on his shoulders and brought us back to the Father. Go, now you're safe again. And then he puts the hedges around you. Does that make sense? So what can you really do? Nothing but go, thank you, Jesus, that you're real and you do all this stuff for me. So anyway, so here's Jesus with his disciples. He's just about you know, ready to go the whole Passion Week, etc. And uh, I, I just wanted to cover this again. But it says, before long, the world will not see me anymore. So here's what I think a lot of people, you're trying to see with your physical eyes, but that's not going to happen as we'll show you. Because I live, you also will live. And that's what, that's what Apostle Paul, and I've covered this so many times, but Apostle Paul goes, listen, I know nothing but Christ crucified. And I, that, I struggled with that forever. Like, yeah, well, we're trying to know a lot. We're trying to go to seminary and know everything about God. And Paul, who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, goes, I don't know anything but Christ crucified. And I remember going, well, that makes it simple, but how, why, why do all we need to know is Christ was crucified? Why is that the only thing we need to know? Doesn't that make it simple? And here's what he said. We, we're, we're beside ourselves so excited because here's what we concluded. That all, if one man died, all were in him. What he's trying to show you is the inclusiveness of who the last Adam was, Jesus Christ. So do you all agree that we all died with him? Why is it so hard to believe you rose with him? No, 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 don't say that because you got to go through these steps. How many steps did you do to die? None, none. How many steps did you do to get born again? None. I know it's scary for a lot of people, but the more I understand it, I go, man, all are in Christ. It says it over and over and over and over. So that's the good news we go share with everybody because does everybody know that? No, most Christians don't know that. They think I gotta go through these steps and say the magic words, then I'm in. Somehow you could get yourself in. You cannot get yourself in. He had, that's what he was telling Nicodemus. Nicodemus, you must be born again. And Nicodemus should really be our response too. Like, well, how do we do that? Go into our mother's womb? He was trying to show the impossibility of it. You guys understand that? So when Paul goes, I only understand one thing, Christ crucified, he was going, listen, we were all included in that. And on the third day, he rose for our justification and made us sit together with him on the throne. Hallelujah. So he's finished it. That's the good news. Now we got to start participating in that. Go, wow, thank you. That's cool. Right? All right. So here's what he's telling. Before long, you will not see me anymore with your physical eyes, but you will see me. And I'll cover that. Because I live, you will live also. Because I live, you will live. And that's what he was saying. If one man rose, the first fruit, then how many people are going to rose? All. Anyway, on that day, you will realize, what, here's, the, here's the day he's talking about. He's talking about, hey, because these guys are bummed. He's telling them, listen, they're going to, I'm going to get, you guys are going to kill me. It's basically what he's saying. I'm going to lay down my life and not only you, but uh, uh, the Romans, the Jews, everybody's going to crucify me. And I'm gonna leave. And they're kind of bummed. He's like, no, but it's really good because uh, uh, if, I, if, I, if I don't do this, think about if we all had to go see Jesus physically. We'd all have to get in the line. Wouldn't we? Because he was only one place at one time at that time. He goes, it's really good if I die because here's what I'm gonna do. I will be with everybody on planet Earth from that day forward because I'm gonna pour out my spirit on all people that have skin. So it's really good that, I, so he's telling them, it's really good that I die. Now they don't understand it because you're not going to understand this until I send the Holy Spirit. But on that day, here's what he's talking about, the day when the, he sends his spirit onto everybody. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father and you are in me. You're going to realize that I'm in you and you're in me. Did they say the magic words? No. 
They're going to realize, I did it all and you're in me. Isn't that what it says? On that day, did they say the sinner's prayer? No, no, they didn't. So on that day, you'll realize that I'm in the Father and you are in me and I'm in you. That's what it says, this mystery that's been hidden but now been revealed to us. Christ in us, this confident expectation of all that we delivered. We believe that that was the glory that was going to happen. We're going to live in a glorified body ultimately and death is abolished. That's the, that's the new covenant. Isn't that good? So when this earth suit dies, what do we have to look forward to? The glory, right? Eating a beer and a hot dog at Yankee Stadium unlimited, and yet I can still hit a baseball 500 feet. That's the glory to me. It's like, that's the glory. I'm like, Lord, thank you that you made me Aaron Judge for a day. Anyway, so... So, whoever has my father's commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my father. Now, that commands is really the teachings. It's not to, hey, if you understand my teachings, because I think we have such a legalistic mindset, we go, do what Jesus told you to do. And what did he tell you to do? Believe in the one who was sent. <laughs> right? Anyway, so if you believe in that he is who he says he was, guess what? It's, you're going to experience, you're gonna, your heart's going to be so zoned. You're going to experience salvation. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved my father and I too will love them and I will show myself to them. So is that a, is that a promise that he's going to show himself to us? Absolutely. All right. Next, next slide, please. So here's, here's, you saw me. If you keep going, John 16, 16, Jesus went on to say, in a little while you will see, I don't even want to try the Greek, me no more, but that little, if you go look it up, it means seeing with your eyeballs. It's exactly what he's just saying. In a little while, you're not, the world's not going to see me. You're not going to see me with your eyes anymore. But it's really good because when I, when I rise again, and then at Pentecost, I'm going to pour out my spirit on everybody, and everybody's going to know me, and you, everybody's going to be able to see me and hear me nonstop. You don't have to go to your closet and seek him. It'll just be easy. That make sense? Okay. So in a little while, you will not see me with your eyeballs, but then after a little while, you will see me. And that, in English, it's, it's hard because the same word is translated, but I want to go to that last one, horeo, hora, whatever, uh, horeo. It's like speaking Spanish. I, I can't do it. It's like, who put all the, horajo, horejo. It means to see with a metaphorical meaning, to see with the mind, i.e. spiritual see. That's what helps word study says. You're, gonna, you're not going to see him with your eyeballs, but you're going to see him spiritually. You will see him spiritually is what it says. Now, I'm going to show you that it's really simple. We saw that last time, right? And we'll, we'll do it again for some of you. If somebody wants to do it tonight, I'll help you do it and show you all. But I want, I'm trying to just make this really simple. So let's go to the next slide again. I just want to, what I'm really trying to show you is um, he promises that this is a reality. Okay. Because I grew up with all the weird charismatic teaching and you got to go 10 steps and 10 years to hear God and, and all this and there's a demon behind every tree and, and uh, now I'm really screwed because my, my uncle was a mason and my dad was a mason and now I got these generational thirds. I never worried about any of that stuff until the smart guy started telling me to worry about it. And I'm like, it would have been easier to just do the... the <laughs> oh no, Lord, here comes the bus. Look, get me in! <laughs> I'm just going to enjoy life <laughs> until that last part, right? So anyway, you guys know what I'm talking about. Philippians 4, 6. We saw that Corinthians had said, listen, if you go spend time with him, the spirit himself will transform you into him. Doesn't that make it simple? So things that you could never do yourself, meaning that you can't pray for it, you can't fast for it, you can't read your Bible more for it, etc. The spirit has to do it for you to change this heart. You guys get it? 
Isn't that what the new covenant says over and over and over and over and over? So, Philippians 4, 6. Now, here's what he's saying too. This, this goes along with guard your heart with all diligence. But he says, be anxious for how many things? Nothing. Nothing. And that word anxious means, uh, the, the, most of you guys have heard this translation where it says, um, uh, what is, how does it say? It says, uh, what kind of thought? Oh, some of you guys are scholars. What does it say? Um, careful thought, right? Careful thought. But if you go look at it really close, it says, don't ever think you're divided or pulled apart. Don't let situations think that you're separated from me, that you're divided. I think it's like Mary, Mary Mo'o or something like that. Mary, it's like, anyway. Don't be pulled apart by anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Now, and the peace of God, and that word is irene, and if you go look at that, it's the opposite of being pulled apart. It means togetherness or shalom. So it said, don't let any situation or anything make you feel divided and pulled apart from me, but in everything, uh, tell, tell him about it and cast all your cares to him and don't worry about it. And then it says, the peace of God, of God, when you see that of God there, you can go look it up, of God, you guys, I don't want to get into the genitive and all that, but you know what Genesis means, the genitive? The, the, the thing that it begins out of or flows out of, it says, so here's, here's what will happen, is when you make your request known unto God, and I think we see prayer like this, we see prayer as we go through these rituals and we say some words and then we, we feel no better afterwards, we're still just as anxious. Have you ever been there? Okay, I prayed, I prayed, Lord, and in faith, and then, then how come it didn't happen? Have you ever been there? I go, because all you did is go, blah, 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 and you're shooting some words out, and you go, okay, there, I prayed. And that's not what he's saying at all. What he's trying to say is, just spend some time with me, right? Hang out with me. In fact, uh, I was telling Barbara, I go, it can be easy. It, it's the, my mother was a music teacher, so you know how wild this is? So my mother was this good Christian Dutch reform, played piano at our church. And the first album she bought me, anybody could guess what it was? It was ACDC, now guess which one? <laughs> no, I bought Bat and Black myself. Dirty Deeds, done dirt cheap. <laughs> and you know what, no demon jumped on me. And there was no doorway that opened up for all these stuff. And, then, and I'm like, I heard God so clearly. I, I'm, honest. When I was, I would just, because my, my family life was a mess, as she knows. I was the youngest of kids, and it was like, it was chaos. It, it was not good, put it that way. Um, John Eldridge wouldn't know what to do with me. He'd have wounded heart and wounded toes and everything. He'd, I'd be wounded everywhere. And so uh, um, I'm just like, I just don't, I'm, I don't like all that stuff because it makes us a victim. Like, you know what, I, I want to I celebrate that I'm one with him and I'm glory in him and I'm, I'm blessed in him. And who I, was my dad not good? Was my, yes, I get it all. I get it. But I'm telling you, I would just go away and I would, I would get so just into music, etc. And I, I heard him so clearly. It's amazing to me. You know why? Because he knew that's what I liked. I liked music, etc. He goes, I'm going to give you life through this. You're going to enjoy music. And then we get this weird Christian things like, don't listen to them because the dump's going to jump on you. I would listen to Christian music if it was good. It's just not good. It's, I don't like it. It's not very good most of the time. Because um, I'm like, oh Lord, I'm such a weak little thing and I can't head my neck up because I'm vegan. And I don't like it. 
I'm like, where's the victory in that? Right? I want to I live inspired. I want to live out of the spirit and just be happy. And so it's okay to uh, enjoy earthly things. It's okay because he created them. And he's in and through everything. Does that make sense? In fact, that, there was a song a long time ago. Remember, it, uh, it was something like, uh, why does the devil have all the good music? Because he's not trying to be religious. Those guys are just living out of inspiration. Amen? That's my question too. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so here's what he's saying. Hey, don't, don't be pulled apart or have this careful thought. That's what it is, careful thought. It was a careful thought for anything, but in everything through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. What's the best way to let your request be known to God? Just go, la, 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 la. See, if I'm just talking and I don't know if she's listening or not, does she hear me? No, half the time we don't. Like, well, we said it and you, you said yes. I go, yeah, we say yes to a lot of things because we're just... I know none of you guys do that, but uh, sometimes we do that, right? And she'll go, I told you that. I go, you didn't tell me that. And then I'll go, I told you that. She goes, you didn't tell me that. I said, sweetie, you said yes, like you were agreeing with me. So anyway, Dave, that, that happens to you too? Okay. Hey, what he's trying to show is, hey, don't be pulled apart. Get into his presence. The best way to, to, to have something known, if I want, Rose, if I want you to know something, I want to be intimate with you face to face and go, let me tell you that some of the deepest things I'm dealing with. Does that make sense to you guys? That's what, let those be known to God. And the peace of God, meaning the genesis of God, it's God's peace that surpasses all understanding, meaning that you can't get it by doing things. Does that make sense to you? Because I think a lot of times, even, and uh, I don't know, I, I just, uh, um, oh, charismatic's gonna get mad at me. Might, might as well do it. Um, I've seen a lot of guys shabba dabba dabbing like for hours and hours and hours praying in the spirit. I see a lot of guys getting into the word more and I see no peace. Anybody else ever seen that? I'm just like a realist a lot of times. I go, I did that and it didn't feel peaceful to me. In fact, uh, half the time when I get into those prayer meetings, they're all shabba dabba dabbing. It's, um, they, they look angry and they're stomping around and knocking things over and like, it's hard for me to be peaceful in that. Like, okay, they're, they're, they're acting like they don't have something yet that says they've been blessed with every spiritual blessing. So anyway, you can't create this peace is what it says. It's basically, it's the genesis of God. The peace of God, meaning God was the genesis of this peace, okay? And it'll surpass any understanding. And what will that do? It'll guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. It'll go down to the root of where the real situation is, like the love code talks about this. You know what? If we're trying to change things, whether it's our marriage, whether it's uh, uh, our finances, all the things he's talking about, they're basically all the earthly things that we, what we struggle with. Is If we're trying to change any of that, we gotta get into this root thing. But uh, half the time, we don't know what it is. But he promises that I will tell you and I'll fix it for you. Isn't that cool? I'm going to give you my wholeness. How many of you guys want his wholeness? He's the genesis of it. We can't create it, so he's going to give it to us if we just go spend time in his presence. Does that make sense to you guys? All right. Did I have another slide there? I don't think so. Oh, yeah. You can, you can, leave. Yeah, you can read that, but this is what we do. See, here's... We all know that uh, when we spend time with his presence, you know what? He changes our heart. He gives us his peace that we can't generate is what it says. It's, it passes all understanding and it's things that we've been trying to pray for, fast for, get into Bible study more, uh, get an accountability partner for, I don't know, what, what are the things that everything you've been taught? Love your wife more, hu life, hu wives, respect your husbands more and I'm gonna love you, which one is it? I forget. Love and respect, it's uh, what is it? How well is that going? 
just serious, right? Does the church have the same problems and relationships as the world? Well, that's not working very well, is it? The thing that really works and it's really effortless is spend time with him and he changes you from the inside out. And he promises you that, you know what, in this new covenant, everybody's gonna see me and everybody's gonna hear me. Does that make sense to you guys? So, here's what I want you to do. Even this book, it talks about, it goes, go find a place where it's the most secure place in the world. And I'm gonna try to go through this so you guys can get it a little bit. And it's kind of weird to you guys because sometimes you're so used to, um, let me just teach you and fix you, right? And that's not how it's supposed to be. It's like, you know what, nobody's gonna have to teach you. Now there's facilitators that we help you do this, but really our job is to show you what you already have. And it should resonate in your heart and go, yeah, I knew that was how God was. And he is that simple, etc. So some of you guys, um, uh, it, to me it's this, is, you know, it talks about get out of your, your head and into your real man, the, your real you, your cardia, your real, your spirit man, your soul man, whatever you want to call it. And I would just tell you this is, is um, you don't even have to use the word God. That's what's so fascinating. These guys are getting results way better than the, than the, the church is getting. And, uh, and all they're doing is go, come to the light if you don't believe in Jesus, because he is the light. You know, so it's interesting, the Navy SEALs will come to the light. Now, we got the really good news and go, guess what? You're totally forgiven of sin too, because that's what they don't get. They still have a guilty conscience, most of those people. So I would just tell this is, uh, uh, I'm gonna just go through a couple things. In fact, anybody need encouragement? We'll do it for you if you want, if you've never seen this. No, nobody dares to come do it. Oh, you wanna do it? Yeah, come on up here. He needs encouragement, he's a Packers fan. Um, you need a lot of help. So you need to stand there if you want, or come up here, whatever you want to do. Oh, you don't like me anymore? No, no. The, does God let you ride in Harley Davidsons? Yes, he I don't know about those is, biker is there guys. In <laughs> yeah, there's Indians. Yeah. See, come on. It's from Okaboji, yeah. Iowa, where I grew up. Well. Yeah, come on. So here's how this works. How simple this is. Okay, is uh, the Holy Spirit says if you ask Him something, He will answer. And he edifies, exhorts, and he comforts, right? So I'm gonna show you how simple this is. So, tell these guys your name. What? Tell these guys your name. Oh, Roy? Roy Sherwood? Okay, this is Roy. And all I want you to do is just uh, uh, ask God to tell you something edifying, encouraging about Roy. Besides, he's a Packers fan, because that's, we'll deliver you from that I later. <laughs> I want you to see how simple it is. And don't try, if you need to like, rest your hands a little bit like this, so you don't, eh. I remember the first time we were trying to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. Remember that, sweetie? <laughs> like, now receive it. And we're like, <laughs> we're trying to receive. <laughs> no, that's what it felt like. Like I was going to, yeah, I was going to shoot out something. Like, uh, like I believe in receiving. I see all this. I'm like, you're not going to receive anything because your fists are so tight. So <laughs> it really is supposed to be effortless. It really is. So um, you don't have to grunt. It's, it's okay. Because that's a physical thing anyway. So here's what he says. You know, if you need to relax, etc. So I'm just going to pray. Father, we just thank you that you use the whole body. It's the same spirit. We're all one in him. And we're going to ask you something that you want to say about Roy. And you're going to deposit that thought into their heart. And so we just thank you for that in Jesus' magnificent name. So I just want you to do it. Don't make it. Don't try. Don't try. You ask the Holy Spirit to tell you something about Roy, and then the first thing that's deposited in your heart, just some of you guys just start sharing it. Bold. Bold. In fact, can somebody write this down? See, I love this. Okay, bold, loyal, gentle and kind, 
Giving heart. Joyful. He's a good man. What'd you say? Ornery. A little rebellious streak. I think God looks at it, actually. <laughs> it helps me to just look at them and then sometimes turn away. Anybody else? Don't be afraid. Fearless. Fearless? What did she say? She Blessed Roy. Blessed Roy. Blessed Roy. No, perfect. That's it. You call on him and he will answer. And the challenge, people start going, is that you or me? He's been, he's been blessing my life quite a bit lately. Amen. And uh, like a lot of times I sit there and think he's not answering my prayers, but if this might help somebody too. Do you guys about, hear this? Think about all the little things that he does in your life. Like you, you, know, you pray about stuff and he doesn't really do it or you don't think he does it. But think about all the little favors he does for you, and all the little blessings. That will really open your eyes up because a lot of times I feel it's, I'm not, He's not hearing me, but then again, I, I look around me and there's all these little things I pray for, all the favors, like my wife, she's been needing a hip, hip replacement. We've been praying about it. And what the last week and a half has been, everything's, the surgery scheduled, all the money's there. I mean, everything is totally falling into place. Amen. I mean, it's, we, before we did $20,000 for the surgery, it all just came together. It's gonna cost us maybe two grand, Amen. I mean, it's just, all the little blessings just came together. And yeah. All the, I mean, it's been awesome. I mean, it's yeah. just. Amen. Anybody else? But when you think about some of the things he's not answering, you ever heard of a country song called Unanswered Prayers? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. You ever heard of a country song called Unanswered Prayers? No, I don't think so, no. Here's the truth. You call on him, he will answer. End of story. So if some of you guys are having trouble hearing him, just talk to him. Just go, Lord, what's keeping me from hearing you? Because he said, my sheep know my voice. So Jesus is convinced that you hear him. Now the church has convinced you that you can't hear him because sin separated you and all the nonsense, but that is so untrue. You call on him, he will answer. Now the challenge is, Lord, was that me or you? And my, my answer is yes. That's very good if you can't distinguish between his voice and your voice because two have become one. Who else's mind is he gonna use except yours? He speaks to you through your spirit and your, your soul. Does that, does that make sense? So he uses the things that are already there to speak and see. So the... The challenge is not, do you not hear him? The challenge is, all you need to go is, I'm, I'm too quick to deny that I hear him. Yet you do hear him, is what it says. And he, will he ever withhold an answer? No. no, no. Did we all get taught that? Sometimes he answers prayer, sometimes he doesn't. Wrong answer. It says in the new covenant, you call on him, he will answer. End of story. So that you can have confidence in that. And that's what he really wants to do. So anybody else for Roy? Favored one? It's debatable. <laughs> Good? Okay, thanks, buddy. Thank you. Guys, you can do this all the time. Now I'm going to do one that's really interesting. I'm not going to tell you who it's for, okay? 
but it works the same way. So I'm not gonna tell you who it's for, but we're gonna ask the Holy Spirit to tell us something about that person. And if we call on him, he will answer. Amen? So, oh, we just thank you for how real and how available you make yourself that you've poured your spirit on all flesh and you, you answer. You're, you're, you, you're a relational person. You're a relational God. You're a relational trinity that we get to participate in and it's really weird. You want us to know you. We want us to communicate with you so you would never not communicate with us. That, that is not even the issue. So we know that when we, we ask this, uh, so Holy Spirit, you know what? Just the first thing that comes to their mind about this person just have them share it in Jesus' magnificent name. So some of you guys start sharing. First thing that drops in your mind. Don't, don't overcomplicate it. Peace, what'd you say? Abundant? Holy Spirit, just share what you want me to share about this person. Beautiful? Faithful, what'd you say? Light. Light? Light. Light, yeah, light. Like revelation light, right? Yeah. That light. Anybody else? He's gonna give something to every one of you. Joyful. Joyful. Humble. Humble, loving child. Or a child loved, Bill? He's a loved child. Is that what you mean? Uh, uh. Loving, child. loving child. Anybody else? Oh, is healed. Is that what you said? Healed. Full of joy. Anybody else? Full of grace. It's really pretty easy. Holy Spirit, just drop something in their mind. The first thing that comes to their mind, that you, they're gonna ask you something you wanna say about this person and don't let them start debating whether they heard you or not. Just show yourself, speak to them right now. So what's the first thing that comes to some of you guys' mind? Amen. Anybody else? Did everybody get something? Love. Loved? Did everybody get something? A light heart. Even if you didn't share it, a light heart? Did everybody get something? Peace. Okay, you, you know who this person is? It's very good, by the way. You know who this person is? You. you. I asked the Holy Spirit, say, say something to them so they know how simple this is to be heard. Hallelujah. Amen. Because you know what? A lot of times your conscience, etc., doesn't want to let you to go. You'll hear something, and it's so simple, you go, oh, am I just saying that? It's typically the very thing you needed to hear right there, but then you think, well, I, he knows I'm struggling with this, and that, that's why he said it. Exactly. Does that make sense? <laughs> he knows what you're struggling with, and he goes, I'm gonna give you the answer before you even ask. He says, yeah, I'm gonna give you, I'm so willing to talk to you, I answer you before you even ask. That's what it says in the New Covenant. Does that make sense to you guys? Now, I, I just wanna do one other exercise to show you how simple this is, but I think this is everything, guys. This is all the things that you've struggled for, you've tried to change, you've tried to pump out enough faith or whatever you're trying to do. Um, and most of your faith is by willpower, to be honest with you. I'm gonna do something more, I'm gonna believe harder, and I'm gonna do something more, and that's why you're so frustrated. And he goes, you know what, you, you, you can't, 
Your unconscious is always gonna dictate. It's a, it's a million times more powerful than your willpower. And you're gonna end up doing in the same cycle over and over and over and over and over. And uh, you're gonna go run to the next guy and the next anointing and everything else. And he goes, it's so simple. Let me just do it for you. Let me heal you from the inside out. Let me spend time with you. So where's the, if, if, you, if you were to see God, and see, this is where you use your imagination. That's why we sing that song, Open the Eyes of My Heart, Lord. Does your, does your heart really have eyes? No, it's metaphorically. That's what it says. You're not going to see me with your physical eyes anymore, but you will see me. It's really kind of using your, you guys can all do this. Can you guys, can you picture, a, um, I don't want to use the pink elephant one because everybody always talks about that. It's, so, it's such a cliche now, but um, what, what color is your Dodge Charger, Bree? Red. Red. Can you guys picture, if you closed your eyes, can you picture a, a red Dodge Charger? Two tickets, exactly right. <laughs> you can picture it, can't you? So he said, you will see me and I will show myself to you. You will see me. And then we're like, Ehh! and he's like, no, no, just, just quiet yourself down a little bit and just, so where's the safest place you could go? If God was to appear to you, where's the most comfortable, secure place that you can picture? What's the, like, and all of you have a different place. Like where's a beautiful, comforting, restful place to you? Anybody give me what, what he shares you? On the, beach. on the beach? See, I love that too. Home? Yeah, that's, that's kind of me too on my deck with a glass of wine actually. I know, I'm probably going to hell. Huh? <laughs> yeah, wherever you are, that's good. Doesn't give me a whole lot of peace, but hopefully it gives you one, Raj. <laughs> Can you guys picture this place? Can you see it? And then just go, Jesus, where are you? Just see him. And you can ask him, where are you? Are you to the left or to the right? You're in front of me? Just ask him, where are you? He's got his arm around you? He's standing right behind you? Can you see him? You can, you, what'd you say, Roy? He's coming towards you? Yeah. Yeah, Amen. See, he can see him clear as a bell. And if you can, it's okay. You'll get better and better at it, honestly. But when you, when you do this and you just really just, he goes, I will show myself to you and you will see me, not with your physical eyes, but you're gonna see me with your spiritual eyes, your metaphorical eyes is what he says. So that really safe place, and I would ask you this. Just ask him to, to say the very first thing he wants to sell to you. What does he wanna tell you? You can ask him that right now. Just go, Jesus, what do you wanna tell me? And some of you guys want to share. Yeah, Reg. We, we are one flesh. Hallelujah. Anybody else want to share what the first thing he told you? I love you, I love you unconditionally. Anybody else? We're created in his likeness and in his image. Amen. You have it. You're precious. Can I minister to you? Guys, this is how simple it is. He goes, you call on me, I will answer. End of story. And this is how easy, you will see me. You can spend time with me. I'm telling you, it'll get easier and easier as you do it. So you don't have to do all the religious stuff, trying to seek him more, do this more, etc. He goes, I'm right here. This mystery that's been hidden from the ages, I'm right inside. I'm gonna meet with you in the holiest of holies in the temple, which you all are. 
is what he said. And so you're gonna see me right there. And you know what? When you come to me, I'll help you. I'll give you grace. I'll supernaturally heal. See, here, here's the thing. In my opinion, why, why all these self-help books, whether it's love, respect, all these different things, that, listen, they're great men and women. I get it. But I don't see a lot of fruit, personally. I've just... I'm doing this Christian thing for a while and, and I'm like, you know what? The, the secular world looks just like you. In fact, a lot of times better. At least that's how I felt. All of a sudden I got saved and everything got hard. Before I just hung out listening to rock music and he talked to me. And I was taught, no, j- demons jump on you when that happens, so stop. Listen to this lame stuff. And I'm like, and you can't eat pork anymore. I'm an Iowa farm kid. How does that work, <laughs> right? And you can't have a glass of wine anymore. My wife grew up in a winery. How does this work? No, that's bad. No, it's a joy. You, listen, you don't, you don't, when you just know it's there for your enjoyment, you don't abuse it. It's fascinating. The guys who I see abuse it and are addicted to everything are people that have this thinking that spiritual and physical things are bad. And Yeah. Yeah, it's everything in moderation. But you can't moderate yourself. That's the challenge. You got to let him do it. You got to know the truth in your heart that you are righteous, you're whole, you're beautiful, you're purified, you're, you're sinless in every way, you're blessed in every way. And I'm just telling you, when you spend time with him like that, and guys, if you're still having a blockage, here's, here's how simple it is. Ask him why you can't see him and hear him. And he'll pull down that veil right away. Because if you, yeah, go ahead, bud. Yeah. Yeah, amen. You guys hear that? Where are you hanging out, man? <laughs> That's right. Are you, you guys understand how simple this thing is? He's saying that he's, there's been times where he's been in the wrong situations where bullets are flying by his head, but you had the shalom of him that surpasses all understanding. The genesis of that is him. You can't do it. That's all. I, I want to stop now because I don't want to keep going, but if any of you guys need help, I'll help you do it. You know, there were some, some people that came up afterwards, etc. but a lot of you guys online, I'm like, I'm trying to see him and hear him. Don't try. Just call on him and let him do it because he will do it. He promised you he'll do it. He said it's a covenant that cannot be broken. You call on him, you will answer. He will show himself to you. Amen? And yet, now you, you see it with your spiritual eyes. And I'm just telling you what it says. It says, you know what? His, his peace, his togetherness, everything he has will start unraveling your heart, all the wounds, all the nonsense that we're trying to deliver people of. He's the deliverer, right? He's the deliverer. He's the comforter. He'll take that dark place where we believe the wrong thing and start to shed light on it. And then we start to experience life effortlessly. And that's the difference. I'm telling you, we're, that's the effortless living that everybody's after. And now, that doesn't make you lazy. Let me, just, let me just end with that because I see a lot of grace things. They go, that means I don't have to do anything. No, he wants to, it, you'll, you, you'll stop living out of willpower and you'll start living out of inspiration. Does that make sense? In fact, here's what I found. The more religious I got, the less motivated I was because I felt like crap. I'm going, God, I can't do this thing. This is, this is hard. I'm going back to dirty deeds done dirt cheap. That was easier. 
And I'm telling you, I, I find life in it. It really is, it's fascinating because I love music and these guys are some of the best in the world at what they do. And that's what we would do forever. I would play music and we would just, and we were kicking tail. Then we got religious and things just like, what happened? And you know what? I was trying to do it by my own effort. I was trying to be a good person, not knowing that I am a good person because I'm in him and I'm just gonna let his life flow through me and not really worry about it, to be honest with you. Does that make sense to you guys? And then I'm telling you, you'll start to find life again. You'll start to find life. When you stop trying to find life, just go, Lord, I, I'm giving this deal to you and your shalom is gonna do everything and surpass all understanding. I'm just gonna hang out and let you tell me things about me just communicate. I'm going to dialogue with you, not make it hard. When I, when I ask a question, you hear, and I'm not going to judge whether, is that me? Is that you? All I need to do is go, does it exhort? Did it comfort? Did it edify me? And if not, it's probably your conscience talking and just to throw that out. But if it's something good, it'll typically be the exact thing you needed to hear. If you're struggling with something, all of a sudden he'll tell you, this is what's going to happen. And then you go, oh, he's just saying that because I'm in this position. Yes. That's what he's trying to do because he wants to comfort you in that area. Does that help anybody? All right, you just get to your feet. I know I went a little long, but I really want you to get this. So I think this is all of it. And so I think the next couple of weeks, we'll probably, we'll talk about physical healing a little bit. Not, not by faith again, guys. I don't, I don't want anybody to like, I'm believing and receiving. No, he's just, let him heal you. It has nothing to do with you. And you're gonna see it. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, of course. Is it good? Yeah. Only, only if it's good. Okay. <laughs> Come here. You gotta understand me. Sorry, Bill. Come up here. You got to speak in this thing. Okay. Because this is how we work. See, like this, really weird. Okay. <laughs> uh, I just had the most, the biggest blessing ever happened to me today. I was at King Supers. I, every month, I, this may seem strange to you, but every month I go buy flowers for my wife. She's yeah, in, amen. She, she, she's in heaven. Yeah. But I go every month buy flowers for her because when she was here I didn't always buy flowers for her. Yeah, that's all right. And so and by the way, the very last thing she ever said to me before she passed was, Bill, I love you. So our marriage, we were married forty six years, and during that time I was raised up under the law and grace. By that, I mean I was always trying to love her like Christ so loved the church, and I was trying to do it through my own effort. So many times I would fail, and oh my gosh, would condemnation come. It was terrible. So to get to, get to the point of what I'm trying to tell you happened today, I was carrying these flowers out. <laughs> And I, I started to get in the car, and this woman was next to me. And she, she came over and says, oh, those are really beautiful flowers. And I, I started to tell her why I bought them. And she says, you know, I'm just supposed to hug you as your wife. She gave me the biggest hug. Man, I mean, it was a good hug. And it was my wife hugging Amen. me, wow. telling me she loves me. She loves me, and she loves me as I am. And I, I don't know, it's just a blessing. I love it. Despite all of our flaws, despite all of our nonsense, etc. So here's what I want you to know. That's awesome, Bill. Here's what I want you to know. There's hope, guys. So if you've tried everything, try him. Let him do it for you. Let him supernaturally change your marriage. Um, 
You know, if, 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 uh, if some of you guys don't have the affections for your wife or your affections for your husband, etc., let him give it to you back. He'll do it for you. He promises he will. So I see that all the time, you know, where, um, man, I love this woman. I just, I love her tons, like she's saying. And, and uh, did we try all the stuff? How'd that work? No, I was trying to cast Jezebel out and she was ready to give me her size eight shoe, show me what Jezebel was really like. <laughs> no, it's just nonsense. Does that make sense? We were all trying to do it in our own effort like Bill was just talking about. And you know what? When you finally realize the gospel that you're perfectly and unconditionally okay, he loves you exactly with all your warts and flaws, etc. You don't have to change to be better. He sees you as the spotless bride already. He's perfected you in him. And let him just wash it when you spend time with him. Let him, he goes, I wash, I wash you with my words. Go sing Song of Solomon. Go read that. He's talking that about you. He's worshiping over you and singing over you. Go, man, you're so the most beautiful thing. And then you think, is that me or you? That gotta be, it can't be. No, that's him. That's what he's trying to say about you. And that just starts to purify everything in there. And what used to become hard starts to become easy. Isn't that what we really all want? What used to be hard becomes easy because he's doing it. And then you start getting like Paul. He goes, I'm not lazy. He says, I labor more abundantly than all of you, but not I. It's the grace and his spirit that lives through me now because I spent time with him and I'm being transformed into him. And then I just go distribute him everywhere I go. Does that help you guys? So, Father, we love you. We praise you. We just thank you that. Just remove any wrong teaching, any barriers in their heart that would that would keep them from the lie that you're hard and you don't talk and they can't see you and all the things. Just let them see and know that you died for this part of the covenant, that you will talk to them, you will heal and sozo every part of them. The stuff they've been struggling, they can finally rest and stop trying to do it. They just spend time with you, whether it's with a cup of coffee in that safe place or wherever the most beautiful, serene, restful place is that they can go there at any time in their, with their mind's eye in their, the, the, the eyes of their heart, they can go there right now and spend time with you and you'll talk to them. And as you spend time with them, you start to heal their physical bodies. You start to heal their relationships. You start to, to give them inspiration when they were depressed. You start to get, get rid of anxiety and give them shalom and joy. Despite what the external circumstances are, it surpasses all understanding. So supernaturally touch their hearts, Lord. Supernaturally heal them. So zo them this week. In Jesus' magnificent name. Amen, amen, amen.